You're listening to Once, Episode 3, Snow Falls. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Once, the podcast about Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Dan Flynn. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny Lewis. And this is our favorite new show that we're doing because we get to talk about this favorite new TV show. And we're talking about the third episode, which was titled Snow Falls. Our favorite third episode. (laughs) Yes, at least of this season. (laughs) Now, the the snowfalls, let me read the synopsis here from, this is from TV.com, just to remind anyone, since the way we're recording this, you have probably already seen episode three for a while. It says, Mary Margaret is astonished that the outcome after she, at the outcome after <laughs> she reads to John Doe from the storybook. <laughs> storybook. Let me try this again. <laughs> How about one of you guys read this? I'm tongue twisted. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Jeremy, read it. All right. <laughs> Mary Margaret is astonished at the outcome after she reads to John Doe from the storybook while visiting him at the hospital. Back in fairy tale world, Snow White and Prince Charming meet up for the first time. Very good job. Thank you. Where's the applause? Yay! <laughs> Grasshopper <laughs> Thank applause. You. <laughs> or cricket applause. That's right. I did an applause. Oh. I know. What did you guys think of this episode? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. You know how... When we first started with episode one over at oncepodcast.com slash one, <laughs> I mentioned my feelings about these kind of flashbacks or these things the, using the lost flashback mechanism in Once Upon a Time and how I felt about it in Lost versus Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. I now feel like Once Upon a Time is going back to the Lost style of flashbacks. And that is... So you did not like the flashbacks well, in this? I, I did like it. But here's the thing, is that in Lost, the flashbacks are totally Mm character-related, not necessarily building the story of what happened or how things got to be kind of-ish. Yeah, in the big, huge, grand (laughs) scheme of things, like stadium level in space, yes. But I'm talking about with this... Episode one and two, the flashbacks were like how, what happened leading up to the curse. Mm, So you thought these were less relevant? Yes. Yeah, essentially. Because now we're seeing, what do we want to call them? Flashbacks or alternate stories? I saw a hint somewhere online that maybe people are starting to call them once befores. Ooh, I don't know if that's true, worse. in which case we just made it up because I misunderstood something, well, but hey, it could works. be what people are saying. Because this is once podcast, so we'll call that's them true. once befores. So <laughs> I might still say flashback. <laughs> in these once befores, it's all about how Prince Charming and Snow White met and kind of started to have feelings for each other. Correct. But didn't actually fall in love in this episode, which I assume we're going to see that or in a future did they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think they're starting to settle in and tell a little bit more of the additional story. It's going to start to feel... I think this one started to feel for me a little bit like it was slowing down from the momentum of the first mm. two episodes. Um, but it was still very good. had a lot of great action, a lot of great soundtrack. 
And I think we saw more in this one even than the first two episodes that they're <clears throat> essentially rewriting the fairy tales. We see new details like how Snow White met Prince Charming. Yeah. As a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you when you say you felt like it was slowing down, are you referring to just the once befores or the episode as a whole? Hmm. Maybe as a whole, but mostly the once befores. Not as much maybe happened. Although it's having you know, and not not to overuse the the correlations to Lost, but it's having I realized early on that it's having the same effect that Lost had on me, which was you see the premiere and it's really great, but you start going, How is this not going to be done in the space of a two hour movie? How is this a series? But you know, I can say well, this isn't spoilerish, and we've said before that we're catching up right now. We've seen more episodes than just this one. It doesn't to me continue to feel that way okay dan or jenny any thoughts from you guys or jeremy did you have other thoughts besides responding to my no thoughts? i'm finished <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about some of the topics that came up in side of this episode snowfalls episode three of once upon a time first of all this is the two main things that happen in this episode are prince charming and snow white meet in fairly land fairy tale land <laughs> in the ones before is prince charming and snow white meet in modern day it's all about their finding each other so it's in a sense kind of the, the same story really it's they're meeting both times so it's totally focused right. on those two characters right if it um if each episode is going to focus on a particular character or perhaps set of characters Right. Last time, last the first episode was kind of everybody. The second episode was Evil Queen. And this episode was those two. So this, from this, we learn that Prince Charming was once engaged before. We learn his name is James. And the lady he was engaged to before was uh, bossy something or other. <laughs> yeah, she was, um, I didn't like her. Yeah, Snow White put it like <laughs> the nag with the bad attitude. <laughs> Which is a kind yes. way of saying she was a real... Oh, you're supposed to cut me off. Witch. Um, <laughs> she was a real witch. <laughs> yeah, not... not <laughs> yeah. Witch. Uh, okay. Emphasis on the W. Let's move on. <laughs> so, by the way, Prince Charming is engaged and he hasn't given her a ring yet. Right, if wait he, a minute. If he liked it, he should have put a ring on it. <laughs> I, I think therein lies the problem. Yes, therein lies many problems. And that, well, their whole relationship was because of having to join these powers together and save the kingdom. Well, that's what Snow White assumed. But Prince Charming didn't deny it. Well, and it seemed like her assumptions were correct in the way that he was responding. It was kind of a, well, yeah, that's what his face seemed to say, at least that I got from it. What do you guys think about Prince Charming's relationship there? I thought it was funny, actually, when they're in the carriage and everybody halts and the guards are alert and he walks out and he's like, 
Oh, it's just a tree. It's like, what, do trees always fall in the forest? It just seemed very random for him and just he, to be casual about it. And he left the door wide open. Like, he left yeah. Claire's door wide open. Maybe he was hoping someone would take her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bumper sticker on the back that says, please steal my wife. She's not his wife. Fiance, right, without fiance. a ring. That would be... Ringless yeah. fiance. Save me. <laughs> Ringless fiance. We have a few different names for her. Free fiance. Details okay. inside. <laughs> Okay, seriously, no. Um, did you notice, moving just forward in the scene a little bit, did you notice the emblem on Prince Charming's man purse? <laughs> Satchel, perhaps? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't even know. No, I did not. Maybe it was I, his wallet. Maybe that's what wallets look like yeah, in fairy tales. When you have to carry jewels instead of money. Although, I mean, anybody who's carrying a five-foot-long sword can carry a man purse, and I won't make fun of them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good point. So there's an emblem on this, and we'll have a picture of this in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash three. But I don't think we've seen that emblem anywhere else yet, have we? It's on I- my man purse. Oh, okay. No. Which one are you talking so. about now? Well, I wouldn't know because I didn't see it. The, so. the emblem on Prince Charming's um, satchel purse thing. Oh, okay. It was the one it's on the carriage, clutch. too? Because I don't think I've seen that much before. It, it might have been on the carriage, too. But I was thinking, like, have we seen it anywhere in the modern day? Anything hidden anywhere? Because, like, last time I pointed out certain things, like the mirror from uh, of uh, the Evil Queen's mirror is in the modern day mm-hmm. in her office. And some of those other crossovers, I was wondering if maybe that emblem was somewhere, too. Great. Now you're going to make me go back and do all sorts of screenshots again. (laughs) Well, it could be in an episode we've already seen. But then again, we haven't seen much about John Doe in Mm. the story because he's been a sleeper this whole time. In a coma. (laughs) A sleeper (laughs) character. Sleeper cell. Oh, my. (laughs) So Prince Charming and Snow White meet because Snow White steals something and they go through this whole chase and have to get stuff back. And then along the way, they start developing their friendship or friendship. (laughs) They, they start, it seems feeling, having feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. And there was a line said several times because they both saved each other. There were a couple lines that came out from this is uh, one we've already heard a couple times before is I will always find you Mm -hmm. Uh, wherever you go. Let me say the actual line was wherever uh, you are. I will always find you. Only I can't say it in the man voice. (laughs) (laughs) Attempt that again. (laughs) No. (laughs) That and also because they were both saving each other, they often said it seemed like the honorable thing to do. Right. Those two lines Mm -hmm. were used several times. Wherever you are, I'll find you because it seems like the honorable thing to do. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but let's step to the modern day and some of the things that we're seeing revealed in the modern day. Uh, one of you guys. Couldn't we start calling the modern day Storybrook? Yeah, yeah I could. like Storybrook. We could. Storybook story versus Storybrook. Story yeah, that's what, that's what I've been calling it. Oh, that's just going to make it harder story for me, you guys. <laughs> so we saw Mary Margaret. On a date with a jerk. Oh, yeah. Who we later found out is a doctor <laughs> at the hospital where for. she volunteers. Oh, we didn't mention the scar. The scar on Prince Charming's chin. Prince Charming's chin that Mary Margaret. Oh, yeah, made. right before. I mean, not Mary Margaret. She was Snow White. He then. says, 
oh, it's a girl. And she's like, woman, woman. boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was so distracted by the fact that either that she was a woman or that she was so beautiful that he doesn't notice her picking up a gigantic rock <laughs> to clobber him with. Yep. Not so, that that was on the you know date with the jerk, but... <laughs> he had that scar in the hospital, right? He did. Was it... I don't think it was that... Was it that scar? It was a scar, scar from that? Oh, I knew Henry talked about a scar and said it was the same as in the pictures, but I didn't know... Well, I guess it would have to be something visible yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, they showed you mm. how he got the scar. Oh. And Snow White bashed him in the head with a rock. Well, yeah, the whole, the well, whole time... the chin with a rock. The whole time in the... What? Once before's... He had blood on his right, chin. Right, I remember that. I, I didn't realize. Just, yeah, emphasizing. That was the scar. Hey, he's cut here. Hey, he's bleeding. Hey, he's cut here. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he got the scar. And he never wiped it off. Nope. <laughs> he didn't know it was there. He wasn't, you know, looking in a mirror asking who was the fairest one of all or anything like that. <laughs> so in, in then in modern time, what you're saying, this Storybrooke. doctor. Yeah, in, in Storybrooke. Then this doctor, Doctor Whale, date with the whale. Which, by the way, let's let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> As I almost spew my hot chocolate with cinnamon. <laughs> he did behave like a real animal. He deserved to be slapped. But, but the only thing that slapped. caught his attention when was uh, when she was talking. He's like, "Oh, what? Something about fifteen kids?" And he freaked out. That's the one time he started listening to her. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Dr. Whale, uh, the name is significant to what he might have been previously? Possibly. So he might have been a whale. One place so far (laughs) that we've seen a whale is when Geppetto and Pinocchio Mm -hmm. were together. Um, Pinocchio was carving a little whale out of a piece of wood. That's the only place so so far that we've seen a whale. Pinocchio. (laughs) <laughs> yes maybe i was wondering if that's where you were going because that's just creepy well maybe maybe it's, it's whale like w-a-i-l it's w-h-a-l-e well that's corner to his name tag oh okay i think <laughs> do you want me to bring back my screenshots you can look it up later. <laughs> i wonder if well they can't really have a real whale walking around <laughs> so i wonder if they made him into like a Be person flopping not walking <laughs> hmm i don't know he uh all we really know about him is that he's a jerk he's a doctor and he's a sellout to regina but then we do go back to was it episode two the was, wolf yeah I mean, that's what i was the wolf thinking came about and He's a wolf. So I'm wondering if that wolf is the same wolf. Who's a wolf? That's in like Little Red Riding Hood or something like that. So maybe. Or Three Little Pigs. The wolf is an actual person in, in the fairy tale world and he's a wolf in the real world. And this guy is a whale in the fairy tale world, but he's a person in the real world. How does that work? Why guess would we'll find out. the real person become a wolf in our world? Because. Or maybe they just <laughs> stay a wolf, wolf in both worlds. All we know about a wolf, by the way, is but we digress. that there's a wolf. Actually, you know, let's let's back up on that. Or since we're talking about the wolf right now and animals appearing as doctors and stuff. <laughs> the sheriff, uh, when they are in the forest looking mm-hmm. for John Doe, so this mm-hmm. is much later in the episode, when they're looking for John Doe, uh, the sheriff is leading them, and he says to Emma that um, 
this is his world. Mm-hmm. And she said, I thought tracking was your thing. So I'm thinking there's something about the forest and tracking that is special to him and indicative of which character he is. My theory, and I think we've shared this theory, is that maybe he is the wolf. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Ah. not. Uh. That was sort of what I hinted at one or two episodes ago, that I just thought he he gave the impression, perhaps, Mm. of some wolf-like creature. He does have a beard. Since we're talking about this, I was thinking that the doctor, Dr. Whale, looks kind of like a fox, but that could totally be wrong. <laughs> we, we really are just going to think. We're kind of grasping at straws. <laughs> Mary Margaret could be a mouse. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, one, the evil queen was a mouse. One of the three <gasps> blind mice. Just kidding. <laughs> the evil queen was a mouse or a rat. <laughs> I'm going to say a rat. So I guess the questions we'll be looking for to answer are, are they going to have the the characters in fairy tales that were animals be people in Storybook, or are they going to still be animals? Or maybe they transform and they don't know it. But I mean, no matter what we say, we're not really going to hurt any characters' feelings by calling them animals because <laughs> you can't really get any lower than a cricket. So that's already been established. So we can pretty much apply animals to anybody else. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket is a person in Storybrooke. That's mm-hmm. an interesting thought. Well, he was a cricket before this. That's what we right. saw him as in episode one when we see Jiminy Cricket on the table with everyone, the big round table. Wasn't he He's just, a cricket. He was just like cricketing. <laughs> he, he wasn't he did, speaking English. I think he. Oh, maybe yeah. That's oh right. yeah, there were subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw him underneath the magnifying glass, not like with sunlight trying to fry him. But we saw him there on the table doing the big <laughs> meeting for everyone. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Nobody open a window. He <laughs> just fried our main character. <laughs> what What were some of the other topics or? themes that stood out to you in this i don't know about that my notes are chronological yeah mine are too um i was thinking about when when henry suggested that mary margaret blanchard is that am i getting that name right yes blanchard Mm -hmm. um read to john doe yeah henry in this episode is starting to get on my nerves a little bit because he's talking <laughs> so much to everybody now about like this is your destiny, this is who you really are, or all of this stuff. Everybody? And, well, everybody that we saw, yeah. It's like he's searching for mm. you. And oh, he was saying it in front of a lot of people. Mm. It was yeah. a little bit so much for Operation Cobra or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At some point, it's like, hey, kid keep it down you know we're trying to be covert in this operation but, i mean he's already told his mom that she's the evil queen so anybody else he tells is not going to be that big of a deal true well we also saw the, the queen or regina is going to make life hard for emma while she's there and she's even said something like well i guess you're here to stay but uh, that shirt, because Emma was wearing one of <laughs> Regina's shirts that Henry brought for her. Which he said she wouldn't notice was hers or was missing. Yeah, Regina says, that shirt is all you're going to get. I didn't quite understand that line. As in, not Henry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> gotcha. 
Yeah, and Regina is still acting like Emma is there to steal Henry. Mm. When Emma isn't there at all to steal Henry, but she is there because she feels like she needs to try and help protect him. Not- I think her words were she wanted to make sure he was okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what else has happened in this uh, episode that stood out to us? Figured out why Prince Charming is called Prince Charming because that's a little cheesy for anybody. <laughs> story tale character, story tale, fairy tale <laughs> character or not. Um, that was Snow White basically just saying, aren't you a real Prince Charming as they bantered back and forth. And first when he said he had a name, she said, no, Charming suits you. She wasn't interested in it. And by the way, that log she came out of after pillaging was pretty amazing. I'd like to know more about what that thing is, although it was probably just incidental. Mm. I couldn't figure out how he knew to find her there or what. Maybe he tracked her there. I was trying to figure out where she was because that's where she stole the fairy dust from. She picked it up, put it around her neck. She grabbed a bunch of other stuff and then she comes out of the log and Prince Charming's... I mean, James's net catches her. Well, it kind of looks like that's her home. Her yeah, home? That's oh, so stuff. she went back to get stuff. Yeah, that's what oh. I was thinking, too. Is oh, that, that makes it's sense. It's her home because she knew what the fairy dust was. Right. Which is funny because in fairy tales, she lives with the seven dwarfs. It's also... Oh, that's true. true. I was going to say, though, um, it's also her home because she had like a golden cup or some other... Like, uh, treasures and things there. Maybe that's where she kept her booty. <laughs> she left the treasure though, and knowing her personality already, she wasn't going to leave anything valuable behind when she's writing something. So it's, it definitely shows that it's her it's her home. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That's a good catch. The ring that Prince Charming had, he said, was given or was from his mother. We don't know yet who his mother was. I don't even know if that's significant. It could be. Because she's not really in the fairy tales. He was just trying to express the value to yeah, it as well. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, and we see that ring in modern, in Storybrooke, because Mary is wearing it. Now, have we m- noticed that ring in episodes one or two? I wasn't really looking for it. I wasn't either. And she had a ring, I think... Um, I have to look back at it. I think she actually wears the stone on the inside somewhat because she twirls it so much. But I did see her having a ring earlier, I believe. Before this episode, I, she she was twirling it. I believe she had the ring earlier, but I think it's always been focused on the um, pointed towards the inside, at least on some of the shots I've seen. So you couldn't really see the stone. Hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen that ring before. Now, a couple uh, little hidden things that are maybe hidden things, and this could be stretches or it could be something that I'm uh, catching something. The clock behind Mary, when she first walked out from the date with Dr. Creepo, whale guy, (laughs) the clock in the background was at 940. Wasn't also Granny's house address 940? No. Uh, I, I don't it was think nine so. ten. Okay, I do yeah. know that there's twelve forty quite a bit on the clocks at three different states throughout yes. the, the episode. Yes, uh, so maybe there's something significant there. Maybe not, but it was kind of odd that the camera was looking up at Mary Margaret's face with the clock in the background, 
she walks off the camera and then the camera focuses so you can see what time it is on the clock. Hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know if you want me to talk about what I feel significant about that clock. Um, yeah, go ahead. I noticed back in episode one, when they're panning up, uh, the first time they show the clock, when it's in its frozen state, that you actually uh, see that that building is an old library and that the the windows are boarded up. Um, and the idea of a library, I wonder, like, did the book come from there? And then I've also noticed uh, some other things, too, in the background of a photo and on the emblem of the uh, the school outfits that they wear at the school, that it looked like a lighthouse, but now I'm thinking maybe that is the clock tower with um, from the library. So they uh, the emblem that the kids have at the school is a it's a, a shield or something with a book inside of it with something that looks like the top of the clock tower on top, and um, definitely is hinting I think almost too much, but hinting at the fact that the book might have come from the clock tower. Yeah, well, yeah. That, or you'd also said maybe it's a lighthouse. I'm thinking it's just clock tower because it's the school emblem. So it's going to be something educational looking or Mm -hmm. in some way associated with the town, something that's iconic to the town. And we've already seen that the clock tower is a town symbol, basically. It's at the Mm -hmm. center of town. And that is what uh, everyone looks out their window and they see clock tower by the way the granny's house is 910 i was right ah, okay the book is interesting in that henry was able to point out john doe's scar being in the picture and say that's prince charming that means it's very it's not just the story with some illustrations it's extremely accurate almost as though I don't know, it were written and illustrated in the world by someone who witnessed everything or people who witnessed everything or something like that. Or it's just magic. I don't know. He's had that scar an awful long time if he came to Storybrooke with it. Because if you'll remember, he got that scar before they fell in love and before mm-hmm. they had Emma. Right. I just thought about that. I guess well, it's a permanent scar. Usually what happens with scars is they well, stay mean, with you for it, a very long time. Whenever whenever Henry was about to touch it, like wasn't it red? Oh, that's what he was going to do. What he was reaching to touch the scar? I think so. Because I remember seeing him reaching to touch John Doe or um David as we know him now. But I thought it I never caught that he was reaching to touch a scar. But he was reaching for where the scar is. Mm-hmm. By the way, does he have four names now? He has John Doe, mm-hmm. Prince Charming, James, and David. Well, yeah, I forgot the David part. Yeah. John Doe doesn't really count. Well, it, really. it was still a name associated with him on his wristband. That's true. Yeah. Henry thought it was real. Which, by the way, let's talk about him for a moment. Regina found him on the side of the road with no well, ID. She but says that's what that. she says. Yeah. I love how Henry never believes his mother. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) No ID. So she supposedly takes him to the hospital, deposits him there. Deposits Deposits him at the hospital. Several years. A few years later, which by the way, years, this is time that doesn't change. Long coma. Yeah. 
So years later, he wakes up and she's notified of it. You think there's something more to why she was notified? I have a theory, but I want to hear from you guys. Hmm. I think maybe she wanted to make sure that um, he didn't get involved with Mary Margaret Blanchard. Well, the whole thing, like Henry and even Emma straight out told her, but the idea of they all think it's a cover-up. And you do have Dr. Whale calling in and telling Regina that there were some actual fluctuations when um, when he grabbed Snow White, there actually was a change. So he alerted her. But yes, it doesn't answer the question why she wanted to be alerted, but it does show that she had other people looking for it and, and you know, ready to tell her as soon as something changed. So much really? that she, Sorry, she didn't, like, he lied to Mary Margaret about it. Like, whenever she asked him, if he was waking up, then he said, no, there's no change. And he... Yeah, I hate that guy. First, he's a jerk on the date. Then he lies to her, says that she's crazy to think that he grabbed her hand. He didn't pay just, yeah. either for that date. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's more than an emergency contact for he was apparently instructed to. I mean, I doubt he was only lying because he was a jerk. He was instructed to lie and to not let anyone know if the guy woke up. All right. Here's my theory. First of all, what happened to Prince Charming before the curse was enacted? He got stabbed. Yes. And didn't wake up when Snow White kissed him. Right. He could have been dead. That's what we assume when we watch episode one is we assume he's dead. True. She can't wake him up. Maybe he was unconscious. So when the curse is enacted, he's taken into the modern world, which is like apparently equivalent to hell being in the modern world. (laughs) Not modern, just ours. Oh, yeah. Our world, which is painfully more specific. So he's (laughs) unconscious when he comes into this world. So that's perhaps why he's been in this coma. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking Snow White... Uh, I mean, not Snow White, but Regina, of all of her heart, does not want um, David and Mary Margaret together because that is the marriage that she hated so much. That's the purpose right? of the curse. That's in case. Mm-hmm. That's in the case that she actually knows. Yeah, this all seems like she. I mean, she's still acting like she knows most of the time. I, I really think she does know because when Doctor Whale called her. And he said, uh, you asked to be informed of if there's any activity with the patient. Um, yes, he did stir, something like that. She asked a question, like, what happened? And he said, um, someone speaking to her, she said, who was it? And when he said, Mary Margaret Blanchard, then she got this, again, look of uh, mm-hmm. anger on her face and True. recognition of some sort. I, I love it when she looks angry. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel good. <laughs> So I still think that Regina knows everything. Whether she has power in this world, we don't know that yet. Other than like just her mayorship and the fear that she induces in people. But I think she knows. And this is something, the two of them getting together, uh, Mary Margaret and David getting together, is something that she, with all of her heart, does not want to happen. So in some way, she has manufactured a little bit of... David and Catherine, the lady that came in and said, I'm his wife and all of that. 
perhaps some of that is manufactured. Now, we know that the lady who was Catherine in Storybrooke was also his fiance in fairy tale land or the mm-hmm. ones before us. So I'm thinking they were actually only fiancés or their memory is truly only of fiancés. Maybe, maybe not. So do you think Catherine is lying or did, is, does Regina still have the power to alter memories again? In which case, I don't know. I would think if she could alter people's memories, she would have done so more often since Emma arrived. Or maybe that would have been too obvious. I, I still think Rumpelstiltskin is the, the one who knows everything. I have to agree with that. And I think if Regina is trying to cover up anything, that she's not trying to cover up the curse. I think she did make herself blind to that, but she's trying to cover up something else. Maybe the hmm. unrelated to the curse, but Rumpelstiltskin is really the true, you know, player behind all this. Before we leave the topic of the hospital, I just wanted to mention that I saw Sleepy. Yes, yes. <laughs> sleeping on the job. Well, yeah. right after sleeping on the job. Yeah, and and um, it was pointed out that Grumpy drinks on the job and Sleepy falls asleep on the job because they both work at the hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we'd already seen Grumpy before in prison, apparently drunk. Well, now we can probably assume he was got in trouble for being drunk when he was in prison while Emma was there too. I guess that was episode one. Remember when he was in prison whistling? Yeah, that was. Uh, Walter, that's Sleepy's name in Storybrooke world and Leroy being grumpy. Yeah. I got a screenshot of Sleepy with his eyes closed. (laughs) I I was just looking at that. (laughs) I shall share that with you guys. Yeah. And we might have that in the show notes also at onespodcast.com slash three it was funny that when they were looking for john doe or david that he ended up near the toll bridge which had the r painted on it spray painted on the bridge so it said troll bridge it, like it was <laughs> written with red sharpie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they spent a lot of money on that sign there <laughs> but that was a why would you little t- have crossover a toll bridge in the middle of the woods. Well, they, they did say it, it was the old toll bridge when the oh, sorry, rephrase. Why would you have an old toll bridge <laughs> in the middle of the woods? <laughs> Why not? To collect tolls, of course. Mm-hmm. But there's no river that I could, well, there was, yeah, like there was. A, a trickling stream. Well, you, you know. could just walk it was more like it. a babbling brook. I'll bet when it rains, <laughs> it's a little bit more um, swollen. Yes. Thank you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. It was enough that it would can drown an unconscious John Doe, potentially. Yeah. Until Mary Margaret Blanchard gives him the kiss of life, the kiss of life. and wakes him up. Didn't I say, when we watched episode one, I can't remember if I said this on the episode, but didn't I say something about what if later on it's Mary Margaret has to kiss prince charming to wake him up you did say that i did think that scene when i first saw it by the way this is the fourth time i've seen this episode (laughs) um wow i have no life (laughs) like that was i thought that was too predictable i'm like oh here she goes she's gonna as soon as i saw that he was unconscious i thought she is going to kiss him and that will wake him up well it was sort of technically cpr very well yeah (laughs) i did not like how she administered cpr i mean people don't (laughs) normally yell while they're while they're 
what is that called? Pumping the chest or whatever? Uh, note to self. In, or- in Hollywood, they do. They always yell. They're like, wake up! Wake up! Don't you die up. on me! She wasn't, wait, she, wasn't, she wasn't yelling words. She was, she was just like, ugh! Like that. It, <laughs> it was, is weird, uh. though. It's like, note to listeners. She, you can revive anybody with a kiss. It, it is interesting. She has some feelings toward him. Mm-hmm. Just, I guess, from just watching him. Because she said... In a louder tone, she said, come back to us. And then she said more quietly, come back to me. Well, she had been taking him flowers for 10 years in the hospital. She'd been visiting him for 10, 10 years. 10? Where did you pull that number from? Because he's... Or just a few years. That Just a few years. That's all we know. Well, it might have been 10. Well, Henry's 10. Henry is 10. Oh, he yeah. Is. Yeah, okay. Or was it five years? I feel like they ca- I keep wanting to say they said five years. She just said Catherine a few may have said, years. Well, Catherine they've may have been, said five. They've been frozen in time. Emma's been in the real world. She just had her 28th birthday. 28th. 28th. Yes. 28th. She had her 28th birthday, so it could have been 28 years she's been oh. sending those white could flowers. Have been. Hmm. Yep, so she was probably attached to him because she'd been around him and been caring for him somewhat. By bringing flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she gave him CPR, which turned into French-style CPR. That's gross. <laughs> oh, hey, why? Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> French class. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, I haven't thought about that movie very much in years. <laughs> oh, that's hurting my brain, especially when compared with quality content, oh, like Once Upon to... a Time. And when John Doe woke up, he said... You saved me. Yes, he did. Which is the same thing that they both said to each other in the once befores. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to point out a funny line that happened in the once befores with Snow White and Prince Charming. When he catches her with the net, her comment to him was, is this the only way you can catch a woman? I love that. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> she definitely has a different spunky personality in the like fairy tale world as she does being a teacher in Storybrooke. That's true. Yeah, she's certainly not all prim and proper in the old world, but she becomes that kind of when she she becomes a princess, or at least from episode one, it seemed like she was more prim and proper there. Are we ready to jump back to them in the fairy tale world? Mm-hmm. I I noticed. I mean, not. It was kind of obvious because they stuck it right out there. But he pulls out a wanted poster saying, I know who you are. And it's Snow White, wanted for crimes against the queen, murder, mm-hmm. treason, and treachery. And by the way, she looked a little like an elf in the poster. But um, <laughs> so the question that just came to my mind is how long has she been a fugitive between whatever happened with the queen and when she meets prince charming slash james and falls in love and eventually gets married and that's kind of the part of the story that we're familiar with both in the show and in the actual books maybe that's you know that's obviously a lot of who she is when he meets her is this life on the run and which i'm still looking forward to seeing what that what brought that up to it (laughs) oh you know what i just i Maybe you guys have been thinking this the whole time, and maybe some of our listeners are here with me who weren't thinking about this the whole time. Probably not. But at the beginning, (laughs) the first scene of episode one, this is going to be a stretch. No. (laughs) Here we go. The first scene of episode one is uh, is (laughs) Prince Charming. (laughs) 
<laughs> Pris Charming is a different character altogether. Going to kiss Snow White to wake her up. Yes. And they they have that line, of course. Um, now, fairy tale wise, you guys, please fill in any details here. From Snow White hanging out with the seven dwarves hanging out. to getting poisoned by the apple and falling asleep until Prince Charming's kiss woke her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How does that with the fairy tale fit in with this storyline? Is are th- being with the seven dwarves the only thing missing between what we saw in this episode of Prince Charming and Snow White meeting and what we saw in episode one of their kiss. Do you think they meet any time other than that? Interesting. So you mean I don't know. between this point and the kiss? Yes. It hadn't how's occurred it go, to me. How's it well, go with the fairy she, tale? When, remember what she says? Uh, see, I, I don't have these notes in front of me, but when she first sees him... He says, I told you I'd come after you, back for you. Or I come after you. <laughs> I, I told you I'd find you. Yes. And oh. she says, the glass coffin gave me pause. But it's <laughs> like she was a cheesy line. Yes, it was. I loved She's it. She's been filled with cheesy lines, <laughs> but it's okay. Because it's, yeah, story, fairy tales, you expect that. But I think she expected him. Like, it seemed definitely like they had a little bit more inc- like knowledge of each other. Well, he had promised her that he would find her anywhere. Yeah, because he he keeps saying, wherever you are, I'll find you. Plus, would he really go after someone that still was wanted for murder, treason, and treachery? I said that kind of creepily. Yes, because he (laughs) fell in love with her. True. And he promised that he would find her. By the way, I I don't want to stray from your topic too much, but the idea, like what we're trying to to, um, fill in, the idea of murder, treason, treachery. Treason has the idea of taking over someone who's an authority or like, like a king, high crimes against the betrayal state kind or, of thing. yeah true i'm wondering too if it's murder and treason remember what i said about that grim fairy tale about how snow white's father um her mother dies but then the queen evil queen marries her father i'm wondering if something happened to her father and she got accused of it I'm I don't know. throwing it out there, but they've changed so much already. It's hard to say. At least I assume they've changed it. I I do intend to at least if I read no other grim fairy tale. I am reading. Okay, now I'm being. Listeners, Snow White is a grim fairy tale. Right? Listeners, this Listen is where you can fill us in. Send your feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com dot com or call nine zero three two three one two 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 one, and we would love to have your feedback on this. The more, the merrier. <laughs> well, in the fairy tale, um, the queen, the evil queen, is just angry at Snow White because mm-hmm. she, she was fairer, more beautiful than the queen. Like, Snow White was more beautiful, but... I agree with that statement. Could, <laughs> <laughs> could it also be that the people liked Snow White better? So maybe um, the queen's power was undermined, kind of? Because the people liked Snow White better. I don't know. Later on. That wasn't really discussed in the real fairy tale. It just said that the queen didn't like her because the mirror said that she was fairer. They did have this conversation in the woods. There were a couple things I wanted to mention. And one gets back to that kind of. um, She talked about, you know, there was a huntsman that was sent by the queen, which 
we're familiar with even from the Disney movie and everything. He was sent to kill her and he took pity on her and spared her life. So that part of the story is still intact in this version. Um, she also said that the queen, she said the, well, she said she, but the queen blames me for ruining her life. And James says, did you? And she says, yes. That makes me wonder because that's not really consistent with the fairy tale. I think she just wanted to go along with it and be the bad girl. Unless she just, well, yeah, that could be. And also maybe she actually realizes that there is something she's done Mm. that ruined the queen's life. She didn't say, yes, I murdered. Yes, I'm guilty of treason Mm -hmm. and treachery. But she said, yes, there is something she did that ruined the queen's life. may not have been intentional. It may not have been bad, but it may have ruined the queen's life. Or may, who knows? I don't know. We've never heard of Snow White robbing coaches either. So, <laughs> Snow wanted. <laughs> Sorry, it was cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gave me pause. <laughs> Anything else stand out to you guys in this episode? Uh, I'd like to point out with uh, Regina's house, Evil Queen's house, um, we do notice the chest that she had with the heart. Uh, originally the stallion and then her father's heart right creepy uh is sitting on her desk in her office it looks locked shut and on her yeah in her office with the wooded wallpaper that jenny actually pointed out was everywhere actually yeah yeah and in the diner when jenny pointed it out i started noticing that pictures also of forests Mm -hmm. are all over the place like in the hospital too there are framed pictures of force hmm. hanging from the wall in the diner. You, yeah, I was going to mention the diner. Yeah, go like ahead. there were, it was like, like forest, like it, it was all trees, like the wallpaper was trees, but not in the same way as Regina's study. Right. She's got kind of a black and white thing going yeah. on. I was just thinking that black Birch. and white. It's almost like her <laughs> castle was all black. And now she's got this black and white. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys see that sometimes there's a, there's a little, hint of goodness in her Mm. i don't want there to be but (laughs) i sometimes think i find just a little hint and the idea of black and white i don't know if they're playing on that or maybe it just looks better than a whole black room but maybe at this point it kind of depends on why she wants to hold on to henry so badly yeah i'm not sure if i see a hint of goodness but i do see a hint of well definitely more than a hint of her wanting to find happiness. True. But she's so selfish that she doesn't really think about anybody else's happiness. <laughs> Since when do I care about anyone's exactly, happiness but my line. own? That was the line I was <laughs> thinking Yeah, of. I retract my statement. I think she is all evil. <laughs> How about, uh, we've mentioned a couple things from previous episodes that now make a little bit more sense in this episode. Anything else stand out as... Uh, making more sense. I, I know we focused almost entirely with this episode on Prince Charming and Snow White, uh, both in as did uh, the episode. Before. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, this episode, that episode. Yeah. <laughs> but any any other pieces connected for or dots connected for anyone there? And listeners, we would love to hear back from you. So if you have anything for us, you can send that to oncepodcast.com slash. Or that's the email. That's the web address, oncepodcast.com slash three. But you can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call in to 903-231-2221 and leave your audio feedback that way. And we can incorporate that into a future episode. 
I don't have anything that I could link except another question that got brought up for me. The idea, um, I don't think I'm, yeah, we did mention this. The page that the book is turned to when she sees the wolf and crashes, when Emma sees the wolf and crashes into the Mm -hmm. sign, it's turned to a page that I thought had a bunch of flying monkeys. Well, we find Snow White. I actually went back and saw that screenshot and there, there is, there's four monkeys with a tin man. Uh, I believe a lion being held by a monkey and Dorothy being held by a monkey. That same page is what Snow White opens it up to when she brings the book home to read for herself after talking with Prince Charming. Yeah, it's it's just a split second that you see that page and then she turns mm-hmm. it and starts And that's the reading. second time that's happened. I think we're going to see flying monkeys in this show. I'm so excited. <laughs> Except they'll wait. be humans because they come back for humans. Not necessarily. <laughs> we could have a once before with flying monkeys. I think a lot of people are going to want to stay in this fake world. The fact that they don't want to go back to being a flying monkey. Although a flying <laughs> monkey would be pretty cool. Well, who would the wizard be? How about that? Mm, could be anybody. Or maybe there's some girl with red slippers somewhere, or whatever color slippers they were. Mm. Or maybe she's back in Kansas. <laughs> maybe she's the only one who can come and go and doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I have something irrelevant to point out. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the... Ir- Ir- yeah, unrelevant stuff that we we're just saying. I was trying to say irrelevant. <laughs> that is the right word. Irrelevant, not unrelevant. Yep. Sorry. I'm glad we got that straightened out. I thought it was funny that, well, maybe not funny, but I thought it was kind of strange that trolls don't like horses. Mm, I did point that out. They don't like horses? I missed that. Yeah, she said Oh, wait, no, she said horse. that. She did say that. Yeah, why did, they like send, why did she send the horse away? I guess because they were, cro- were they supposed to cross the There's, bridge originally? She should have just tied the horse to a tree. Now she has no horse. They they had to go to the bridge right. to get the jewels back from the trolls. They weren't going to cross the bridge. They were just going to it. Well, I wouldn't they cross that up, bridge anyway. It was like barely a bridge. They did end up crossing it and going off the other side, though, didn't they? I thought it was peculiar that hmm. the trolls don't know the forest as well as yeah. White does. Because did you see how fast they are? The trolls were creepy. Do they just not ever go into the forest? Or do they hang around their bridge? <laughs> I don't know. Day? I love how Snow White had to correct Prince Charming's idea of a troll. He was like, "What? Seriously? Aren't these like little guys?" And she, she's like, "What did she say?" Those you're thinking of dwarves, dwarves. Yeah. Which I like how you pointed out, Dan. You're like, "Oh no, the little troll dolls you can buy was, at Toys R Us with the funky with the hair. poofy hair." Yes, <laughs> they didn't have poofy hair, and they weren't very cute. These trolls look more like stone faces with dislocated jaws. They look like gargoyles to me. They were just gross looking. Gargoyles have stone faces. And then they turned into bugs and crawled away. <laughs> Which he stepped All on. Oh my, one. yes. He stepped on one of them. That didn't seem very I, merciful. Yeah, I thought he was going to be merciful and just let them live the rest of their crummy lives as bugs. But nope, he squashed one of them. And by the way, she used the fairy dust to save him, even though she was saving it to use against the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting that there are such a thing as bad fairies. <laughs> Well, do we know that she was saving it for the queen? That's what she said, yes. She, oh, she did I, say queen? I think she, she said yeah, she her said enemy. She no, she said the queen, mm-hmm. and um, Prince Charming said, you got a lot of anger there. <laughs> That's okay. right. Oh, yes, yeah. Okay. I do also want to point out that those were animated cockroaches and that no cockroaches were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> I hope not. That was a gigantic And cockroach. no cockroaches have that much guts uh, to I think squish. they do. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> The action sequences in this episode were really good. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was really good. A couple of times felt like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. This show is 
impressing me with its quality, which is always a good yeah. sign. By the way, the soundtrack is by, I'm the top. <laughs> the soundtrack is by Mark Isham, who happens to, I'm a big soundtrack fan. And Mark Isham is one of my favorite composers. He's done a lot really? of uh, great other movies before. Has he done other TV series? TV series? I'm not sure. Um, is, I don't he's know. He's done, uh, like, um, there was a hockey movie recently where some amateur hockey team made it into the Olympics. It had Kurt Russell in it. I can't remember the name of it, but he did the soundtrack for that. He's done some other things. Very, his soundtrack, his, yeah, soundtrack compositions are very story like which is great mighty ducks was it no okay <laughs> Ooh. get your free once upon a time music here by mark isham i'm clicking on this link <laughs> i thought i i don't know maybe it was just me but i thought that it sounded somewhat like heroes some of the soundtracks here huh. and there different person but uh, in sorry. case the soundtrack <laughs> is available like for purchase via download or purchase the cd we will have a link to that on our website and some other related things that you can buy like you can buy the individual episodes subscribe to them in itunes of the tv show so you can watch them and other things we'll have some of those and some other resources on the site and if you purchase them through our links then that does help benefit the show so we'd be really grateful if you would do that I have a couple of interesting Regina quotes. <laughs> one of them is, do you think I cast a spell on her? Yes. And the other great. one is not having someone. Well, that's the worst curse imaginable. Which I love because it totally points yeah. back to herself. Yeah. So I think Just rubbing it in. Yep. She did rub it in. But as a viewer, you know that really that that applies to herself more than anybody else in the episode. Which I like because she she tries to address it to Emma, but really we know that um, mm-hmm. she's the one without the happiness. Right, and I think that was the theme of mm. this week's episode overall: having someone versus not. Yeah, and she's totally not in control of Henry, and she doesn't even <laughs> like she's she's not even a good mom. Like she she doesn't try to control him at all. What did you put about whack a mole? She thought he was going to play whack a mole instead. Yeah. I, I just, did not catch that. I heard something yeah, about said, it, but I was busy typing notes. Yeah, whenever he was um, at the diner with Emma, and she asked, D- "Like, doesn't your mother wonder where you are?" And he's like, "Whack-a-mole." She thinks I'm playing whack-a-mole. Oh, like, who right. would believe their child? Like, yeah, he's he's playing whack-a-mole with Johnny down the street. <laughs> well, the thing is, apparently Storybrooke has an arcade because she she says, "I thought you were at the arcade." Hmm. Maybe it's going to be like Tron and then it opens up another world. I don't know. <laughs> you know, talking about her saying that the worst curse is not having anybody. That is, like you said, uh, the curse that she's put on herself. And I think that ties into episode two where Maleficent says. Maleficent. This will leave a <laughs> void that cannot be filled. And all of this saying how terrible this curse would be to enact and how terrible it would be on the person who's enacting that. And maybe this is Regina's almost admission in a sense that she is a victim of her own curse. I still think it's kind of interesting that Mr. Gold found Henry. How did he find Henry? Because he would have to have left Storybrooke to get him. Maybe he can. (laughs) Well, like we talked about in episode of in our episode two over at oncepodcast.com slash two is we theorized that maybe Mr. Gold 
has a loophole that he's somehow immune to the curse. And I, I, I had the thought, I can't remember if it was um, mentioned or not, but maybe Mr. Gold, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, wrote the curse that he gave to... Originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he gave to the evil queen. Yeah, we did have that little cabuttle before yeah. about who wrote the curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's possible. So now, any lost references in this? There were a couple of places that I thought I saw the number 43, but apparently it wasn't. It was actually 43. Just 40, like 12, 40, 43 is irrelevant. 43 or, is irrelevant. 42 would be relevant. That's, that's right. <laughs> 42. A couple of places I thought I saw it, but it looked really more I'm like I'm glad I didn't really 41. see any because, I mean, one, you're getting a lot of viewers who don't really watch, who probably haven't yeah. seen Lost. Um and I like the idea that it got me interested at first seeing the numbers, but now there's so many other things like seeing you know, the box on Regina's desk and other things that tie into the story more that we're catching subtly as opposed to any lost references that really would be irrelevant to most of the viewers. There was one that might be a stretch. I'm going to say it. Some people will get it. Some won't. I'm not going to elaborate both for spoiler reasons and because I don't want to elaborate, but Snow White got caught in a net. Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. I exactly. get to do it to you guys. There are some Lost fans who are laughing right now, but otherwise. Well, didn't you mention? Oh, I don't think okay. it was. Didn't you mention that that little like click thing after the credits had numbers on it? Right. They did have that in Lost, though, which I like. Uh, basically, Jenny's talking about the right after the credits, they do this other um, company. It's like logo, a, a and, studio identification. Right. It's one of those clipboards for the sound it's for abc's um yeah it's just like their logo sequence basically just the 15 16 23 uh well 4 8 15 16 and then they click it and it goes 23 42 i haven't seen law so i'm just pointing that out because (laughs) and it must have been at the end of every episode of lost for at least several seasons and i never knew about it (laughs) i I never heard about it it, never saw it (laughs) but they just kept that but that's something that they had in the past too yeah that's kind of cool so now we're probably missing some things and some ardent lost fans out there are probably like, Oh, how could you miss this? That is your chance, dear listener to tell us what we missed or tell us your theories. Tell us uh, your responses to our theories and our stretches and all of this stuff. So please send that your feedback to Feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can also comment on the show notes and get some of these screen captures that we've mentioned over at oncepodcast.com slash three. And call in to our listener feedback line at 903-231-2221. When you go over to the website, and please do this anyway, is go over to the website at oncepodcast.com and regardless of your subscription choice for podcasts, please subscribe to us in iTunes by clicking on the subscribe and iTunes button and especially leave a rating and a review. Five stars would be great, but this is a free country. Uh, we just appreciate you more if you give us five stars and a really nice rating and review there. And that helps us out a lot in getting popular and getting other people to see us. Please tell your friends about us. Click the tweet buttons that are all over on the website. And of course, we want you to be a part of this. So that's why it's so important for you to send your feedback to us. Feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Anything else before we close? 
Mm, not with Lost. Um, I do like the idea. <laughs> this is Once Upon a Time, <laughs> not Lost. Like, bro, <laughs> I'm just like moving on from the whole Lost things. Um, I did like when Snow was looking at the ring and then Charming says, I know it's not your style. As he holds it out and she just snatches it from his hands and puts it on. It's like, well, there's only one way to find out. So she puts it on. She's like, yeah, not me at all. I'm sure your fiance will love it. He's kind of like, don't take it off. <laughs> the look on his face. Yes, I and loved I, that She did look. it on purpose because she wanted him to be jealous. I loved that look. Yeah. Like, you have a wedding to get to. It's like this it was bad girl. Like, wow. Bad girl personality with Snow White. With Snow White, we've never seen before. I was like Snow Wife. Like oh, Snow That's, that happens later. <laughs> you and the snow puns. And in the hospital, I did write down another Regina quote. Or I know which one you're going to do. Do you? Yeah. Maybe. Um, but Emma was basically questioning the whole story. She called it, if I may say so, since Emma did a load of crap. Um, <laughs> but Regina was saying. Well, that's what she said. You think I cast a spell on her, but she also said this town is bigger than you think. It's entirely possible to get lost here. It's entirely possible for bad things to happen. I was almost like, yeah. is that a threat or are you just stating the nature of the curse? Oh, okay, that's... that was not the one I was thinking. Gonna... <laughs> I thought you were going to do insubordination means you're grounded. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't write that one. That's good. <laughs> I did like that one. Yeah. Now, I, did, I guess I didn't pick that one out, but I like the idea of like you could get you could get lost here and this town's bigger than you think because honestly it looks a little small (laughs) well yeah and i don't know if she's just defending because i think everybody's going really he was in a coma for years and his wife didn't know that he hadn't left town nobody ever talked about john doe in the hospital and she never knew he was here yeah and she backs it backs the whole thing up with a claim saying and thank you emma because without you we would never have discovered this but we went to back tapes i'm talking jeremy (laughs) (laughs) she said we went to back tapes and discovered that uh basically like he had been calling Catherine in his sleep and i'm wondering like does she have tapes to back that up or how does that work because i mean i would try to prove that she's Mm. very good at taking the spotlight off of herself and putting it on emma Mm-hmm. Or somebody else. Yeah, it was very obviously a cover up. <laughs> it was, but I do wonder, like, does, is someone going to look at these tapes or how they're going to discover it yeah. later? Maybe she's not even really his wife, even in that world. Well, we are so excited about this series and excited about what's coming up. And there is, by the way, Jeremy, you had a small bit of news, which by the time people hear us, it's going to be old news, but just let us know about that. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, as of the date that we're actually recording this tonight, the last episode for the year is airing episode seven and episode eight will air in January. I thought it was January 8th. Oh, it's seven tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was thinking it was eight. Yeah, so uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to us, uh, you've caught up completely and are listening to us and will be caught up as well. So that when episode eight starts in January, we will be right there with you guys watching these things, asking many of the same questions and looking for many of the same answers as you guys. So we're excited about this going forward. And we really want you to be a part of this. Give us your feedback. Feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. So everyone, uh, we'd love for you to connect with us, but also connect with us 
directly and personally. So you can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn design. I'm at twitter.com slash Fleagon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. And you can also follow the podcast itself on Twitter as well. I'll be tweeting a lot of once upon a time related stuff there at once podcast or twitter.com slash once podcast. So you can follow that and reply to us, tweet us, whatever, send us your stories and feedback or things even through that. Yeah, and you can send us whipped cream and cinnamon and stuff for our chocolate. <laughs> cinnamon sticks. Yay. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Dan Flynn. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny Lewis. Just remember, you can't hide from us. Wherever you are, we will find you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>